0: on this week's episode of cultivating her space with self-compassion all that is is we're taking all of that lack of judgment that kindness that grace that warmth that care and we're turning it inward towards ourselves and we're saying i am going to care for myself love on myself have understanding and grace and kindness for myself in the same way that i would or someone
1: else. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, We release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her
0: Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist,
1: and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends, and create a safe space where Black women can just be.
0: Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? in contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com, that's D R D O M I N I Q U E B R O U S S A R D.com to schedule a free 15 minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day. What we say to ourselves matters and where focus goes, energy flows. I'm gonna say that one more time for the folks in the back to make sure you heard that. What we say to ourselves matters because where focus goes, energy flows. Our author is unknown And so, T, you know how we do. I'm going to turn it over to you and ask you what comes up for you when you hear this quote.
1: Yes, girl, when I hear this quote, well, one thing I'm going to say is that I think we all have heard this quote or some variation of it. And I think that sometimes when we hear these quotes, sometimes it can sort of diminish the. The meaning the power and the value of it because it's like okay yeah whatever you know what we say to ourselves matters where your focus goes energy flows okay but that when you really break it down to me it is a reminder for us to be mindful of what we're thinking about to be mindful of what we have in our mind and what we're entertaining and how we're letting our thoughts guide our days and guide our moods and so I think for me, it's just, I'm so excited for this topic, first of all, and I think it's just, again, a reminder for us to focus on what we're focusing on because it really is important and it matters. And I think that when we're talking about mental shifts in our life, everything starts in the mind, right? Like you see it in your mind first and then you can see it in reality. So those are the things that I think of when I hear that quote. What about you, Dom? Yeah,
0: you know, when I hear that quote, like it feels pretty literal to me, right? Mm-hmm. That... If I am focused on one, whatever it is that I'm focused on, that's where all my energy is going to go, right? And so if I'm focused on the negative, then my energy is going to become negative. And the things that I, then my actions then align with that negativity. And then the things around me, Aligned with that negativity. And then it becomes a cycle, right? And so I initially, you know, use that example of like negativity, but also recognizing that it also works with positivity. Mm -hmm. That if I put my perception on the positive, if I focus on the positive things in the situation, then what will happen then is that things will start to move, I will start to move in more positive ways. And I wanna be clear because I think that sometimes what, what happens is, is when, when people hear, well, if you're focused on the negative, then everything is always gonna be negative and people think in like absolute, and extremes. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that that's not how that works, right? That bad things in life, tragic, unfortunate things in life are going to still happen to us. Amazing, wonderful, stupendous things are going to also happen to us. And that's part of the life cycle. But it's really about how we choose to engage with it. Because you could have something that is amazing that happens to you but if your focus is in a negative sad maybe depressed space you're not going to receive it in the same way Mm -hmm. if your focus is and your perception is based in positivity
1: exactly Yes, go ahead preach, Dom. Lady, we're about to dive in deeper into this. And Dom, I want to share with you some areas in my life that I feel like I reached somewhat of a break, like a new breakthrough this week where I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just not getting results in this area. I need, to, I need to change something. And so lady, as you're listening, we just kind of want to set the stage for this conversation so you can join us as you you know live your life, whether you're driving in your kitchen, cooking, taking a bath, whatever it might be. So lady, if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you are striving for a goal and you just can't seem to achieve it, you just can't seem to reach it, or maybe you've noticed that you're finding yourself falling into certain patterns and you're like, hmm, these patterns don't align with my desired outcome. Like I'm probably not going to achieve this goal because I keep on doing this and it's undermining the goal that I have, right? If that's you, stay tuned because this episode is just for you. We have specifically tailored it for you. And I really think this conversation is important, Don, because as we navigate towards our goals, and of course we know it requires a level of discipline and accountability. In my opinion, I think sometimes accountability can become toxic if we employ harsh methods like shame Mm, or comparison to push ourselves. And I think that a lot of times we are our worst own critic or we're our worst critic. Maybe I'm speaking to myself. Maybe it's just me. I ain't trying to be in your business lady. It might just be me. Cause I know sometimes the thoughts in my head, I'm like, girl, put some respect on Terry name. You're doing too much. So I, I know that I can be my own worst critic and sometimes there are harsh tactics that I employ to hold myself accountable, and it doesn't always seem to work and it doesn't make me feel good and it doesn't, it lacks self compassion a lot of times. And so I try to be very intentional to bake in self compassion with the accountability. So I think there needs to be a balance there, lady, which is why we're having this conversation today. And so, Dom, I want to share a few areas in my life that I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I've had a huge mental shift this week, but I want to check in with you to see what are your thoughts on self-compassion and the balance of accountability. And maybe we can define some terms and all that good stuff we like to do before we jump in.
0: Yeah, so I think I want us to kind of set the stage in understanding like what self-compassion is, Right. And so one of the things, so one of the people who's like a leading researcher in in navigating and understanding self-compassion is a psychologist by the name of Dr. Kristen Neff. And she has a book that came out years ago on self-compassion. And I think that it's helpful for us in really just kind of understanding what it is, right? And essentially, self-compassion is the grace and the kindness that you extend to yourself, right? And also recognizing that if you think about how you extend grace and kindness to other people because we recognize like usually it's we recognize that this person might be suffering, right? Or you recognize that whatever it is that they're going through, maybe it's not suffering, but it's something difficult, right? And you are moved by, you're having an emotional reaction. Maybe your heart is tugging towards, I want to help this person. And it also involves a lack of judgment. And so with self-compassion, all that is, is we're taking all of that lack of judgment, that kindness, that grace, that warmth, that care, and we're turning it inward towards ourselves. And we're saying, I am going to care for myself, love on myself, have understanding and grace and kindness for myself in the same way that I would for someone else.
1: Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have
0: a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast, and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, You are conversing with us about what's happening in your life
1: and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform all while working full time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com, and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. Okay, Dom. You just made me think of a bunch of things that I think we should revisit in a minute because. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna wait and hold my thoughts on that. I want to share these two areas with you, and I want to see if there are any areas okay. that you might want to share. But was there more to self compassion?
0: There was just a couple of things that I wanted okay. to say Let's about what it's not.
1: Okay, right, yes, so that we can it. be
0: clear. So you know, like, I want to make sure we're all on the same page, right? Okay. So self-compassion is not self-pity. Mm. So it's not self-pity is like when you're like you're in it, like you're in your own stuff and you're feeling sorry for yourself, right? Self compassion is when you are able to look at what you are experiencing almost from an objective lens Mm -hmm. and recognize the humanity in what you might be experiencing, right? Self-compassion is not necessarily about being indulgent so self compassion is not okay today i'm feeling stressed so i'm going to watch tv in bed all day now that might be a self a self care tactic for that moment an indulgent self care tactic in the moment and might be very much needed but that's not self-compassion. Self-compassion would be I've been stressed. It's okay that I have slacked off on some of the things that I've experienced or, you know, that I need to do, right? Like I can understand why I have slapped off on some of the things that needed to get done because I have been stressed. So it's about not being hard on yourself. And, and then also, people tend to sometimes compare self-compassion to self-esteem, right? Self-esteem is about your self-worth, how you how you perceive. Yourself and your value, right? Self compassion, again, is about extending some kindness and understanding about who you are, your humanity, why you might be engaging in a certain thing over another.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just want to clear that up. So we kind of, we know the difference <laughs> and that we're yes. all clear on what, you know, lady, as you're listening, that we're all clear on what self-compassion really looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. Dom. I'm glad that you broke down what it is also what it is not. I think that's super important. And I want to preface this I guess, update or what I want to share by saying that I've come to the realization and Dom, you may have realized this as well. And lady, you too. There's certain lessons in life need revisiting. And their significance can evolve based on where we are in our journeys, right? I think that many of the concepts that we're going to discuss today have been learned and applied, I know in my life at least, but now the context has shifted. I'm a new woman. I'm in a different phase of life. And so I remember when I was younger, like in my grad school days in my early 20s, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm working on my self-esteem and confidence. I did, I read this book. I got these affirmations. I did this. And I thought, low-key thought like, okay, cool. I'm done. I'm good for life. No, 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 boom. And then I think about when, you know, after having a baby, it's like, oh, I'm revisiting the confidence stuff because my body's changed. I need to learn how to love this new, you know, phase that I'm in. So I wanted to preface this by saying some of this stuff, you might be like, girl, you already knew that. Yes, but I'm relearning it because the context yes. has shifted. <laughs> so Dom, yes. the first child, the first thing is my relationship with my time. And I realized that I have gotten into this habit because life does feel busy a lot of times. I've gotten into this habit of saying, I don't have time. I'm so busy. And I kind of have these, I don't even want to call them affirmations or mantras, but these statements where I'm sort of putting myself in this perpetual cycle of not having enough time, of being busy, of going you know, to and fro, running from this, running to that, being exhausted. And so I'm kind of constantly speaking that energy over my life And of course, we know the power of our words, right? We know that what we say to ourselves Mm -hmm. matters and where focus goes, energy flows and where energy flows or energy flows wherever you're focusing on, right? And so in other words, we get to control or we're controlled by what we focus on, right? And so we get to control that narrative. And so that will probably be the first one. So uh, this week I've been restructuring what does my life look like if I were to have the ideal relationship with my time like what does it look like for Mm -hmm. me to say every day i have all the time i need to get all the things done i need to get done and i've been saying that affirmation and it's allowed me to Mm -hmm. release some of the shit that like usually i pile on my to-do list every day i'm like i gotta get all these things done i'll never get all the shit done and so now i'm being more realistic but i'm also having compassion for myself And then the second thing now, before we jump back into what you were saying about self-compassion, because I have some thoughts on that. The second thing, girl, is my relationship with my money. Child. Mm, mm, cool girl. mm -hmm. It has been a journey. I am way better today than I was back when I was younger, but there's still room for improvement. And there is some tension that's built up that I think got me to a place where I'm like, bro, we got sh- to make some changes. We need a mental shift. We need some actions to shift. Like we need some long standing changes because we're running into the same cycles. And at this big age, I don't want to be dealing with the same stuff I was dealing with when I was in my 20s. So I think for me this week down, what I had to do was instead of saying, oh, my money, this, my money, that, or my time, I had to take an honest look in the mirror. And this is where the accountability comes in. And I had to ask myself, what role are you playing in this story? Because it can't always be oh, it's them or, oh, I wasn't taught this or, oh, I just, I'm not making enough. What role are, are you playing? And I had to be yeah. honest and tell myself like, you have room for improvement. There are lots of things that you can do to improve your current situation. And sometimes that's hard as fuck to look in the mirror and say like, boo, it's you.
0: Yeah, like, it is. That
1: and, is And tough. to sit with yeah. it, not to, not to just bypass it, right? Not to just like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, me. Okay, well, let's move on to the next thing. No. Let me sit with that discomfort of like, you did this and this and this to get yourself in this predicament Mm -hmm. and to sit with it. And that shit is uncomfortable. And I had to have that honest conversation, Dom. And ah, it's not easy, but I think that there's value in sitting with yourself, to be honest. And I think that for my personality type, there's I have self-compassion, but I also have tough love. And I know that for me, sometimes it's that tough love that gets me moving. Where it's like, no, boo, like, mm mm-mm. Get this together. So that's why when you were reading about the self-compassion, you were like, it lacks judgment. I get that. But then also sometimes I feel like I do need to low-key judge myself a little bit. Like I need to be like, Mm. sis, you don't learn this. And learn." I feel like there's a level of not not scolding or punishment, but it's just uh, the best way to describe it for me is tough, tough love. Where it's like, let's really hold yourself accountable. And I can be loving, but it's also like, no, but you did this and this and this, and this is what's contributing to that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I want to push a little.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Push.
0: Because, because I hear you on that, but I don't think that that's judging yourself.
1: Mm, What would you call it?
0: Right. Because to me, when I hear, when we, when we think about like, we're judging ourselves, it's, to me, the judgment has more of a negative connotation to it, a more of a negative tone to it of girl, you ain't shit you you need to get your you need to get it together. This is you know better like why are you being like this mm-hmm. you should you should be doing way better than what you're doing at this point in life. Mm-hmm. What the hell is your problem okay that feels more like judgment okay. And I didn't hear that necessarily in what you were saying, right? What I heard was more accountability Mm -hmm. of like, okay, yes, let me take a moment. Let me step back and look in this mirror, look, look within and really ask myself, what am I, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. It wasn't. To me, the judgment is more about putting yourself down. Gotcha. And I didn't hear you putting yourself down. I heard you like taking ownership for what was happening, but not not in a you fucked up kind of mm-hmm. way,
1: right? I appreciate you saying that because I was going to ask you, well, what does judgment sound like? So I can like, and when as you mm-hmm. were saying that, that doesn't really fit with the energy that I was that I was speaking to myself with, but there was definitely a point of like, you know better, like you learn this, like we, we need to do better. And so I actually have this notebook. I ain't gonna put it too close to the camera because I don't want all my business on the camera, but <laughs> what I was doing, Dom, is I made it constructive. So in addition to, like, I didn't just leave it at, girl, you gotta do better what you've been doing. I was like, okay, so we're gonna couple it with action. Right. So I think that's the other key is, okay, always like taking a look at where are we right now? how did I get here? And it's like, well, baby, you got you. This is how we got here. We got to improve some of this. And then where do we want to go and how do we get there? So I think that was more so the holistic conversation that I was having. But I think there was this tension and frustration that prompted a big move and shift in that direction. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to to talk about and share. I guess when it comes to, I don't know, are there areas in your life where you feel that you're having those types of conversations or those thoughts at least where you're like, you know what, we got to change something. And then how do you sit with those feelings? Because it sometimes it makes me want to cry. Like if I, if I sit with something and I'm really sitting in the accountability aspect of it, because it's important to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and not be Delulu. Like we, I know sometimes we get delusional, but like you can't be Delulu all the time. Like sometimes right. you got to be able to point right. the finger and be like, boom, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Why did we do this? How did we get here? And oftentimes it's because we are using the tools that we believe are available to us based on the knowledge that we have right now. So that was, I feel like that was a loaded question, Don, but what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think for me, some of what I am like working on is working out and my eating habits. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's something that I have been trying to figure out over the last couple of years. And I think, you know, that I, I reflect on there are points in my life where I was super disciplined and really on top of it. And then I have moments where, okay, I remind myself of that and say like, so you you have evidence that you can do this, right?
1: Yes, girl. And
0: there are moments where it's like, Well, let's, but let's really reflect on, were you happy in those times? Like, what were the emotions and things that came up? Mm -hmm. What were the circumstances of life at that time? And then how do we apply that to what's where you currently are, right? Does that realistically fit with where you are in life? And so I think it's in those examples where I do find myself practicing a lot more self-compassion and really trying to figure out okay well where where is it going to be best for me to dive in on this fitness and what does it really look like for me right like mm-hmm. waking up at 4:30 in the morning does that feel right for me at this stage in life? Because that's what I was doing before. Does Did that he... feel right in this stage in life?
1: No, <laughs> no, no. It does. Is that a hard no or a soft no, <laughs> a, Dom? Is that hard a no? Hard
0: no, that's a hard no. <laughs> we are not waking up at four thirty in the morning because that doesn't fit in where I am in life right now. Yeah. Right. And so it's about, for me, it's really about figuring out, like you said, where am I in life in the current stage? And what might need to shift so that I can really incorporate working out and eating differently?
1: Yes. Oh, Dom, I love what you started off with. I'm taking notes as you're speaking, so I don't forget what I want to touch on. I love that you leaned into evidence. That is so important. Sometimes we haven't achieved a goal in a while or we're unsure of ourselves because it's like, damn, I haven't done this in so long. I'm not as familiar. Going back to evidence, like, boo, you did this before. You can do it again. That is so powerful. I love that you mentioned that. I think another thing I've been asking myself as well is like, how bad do you want it? You know, like I remember when I was, girl, I was on my fitness journey, right? After having baby Z and my body was just in a very different shape and position and I was like, how am I going to lose this weight? How am I going to get to the place that I feel comfortable looking at my body naked in the mirror? And I was struggling so much to be consistent with workouts because I hadn't been in, mo- I didn't work out my whole pregnancy. I was eating, baby. I gained a As nice amount. Sure. As yeah. I should, girl, I'll get, yeah. yes, eating all the things. I was having an amazing time. And then when it was time to move again, I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. So I had. I, I decided to get a trainer. That was what I did to hold me accountable. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I want to be able to do it on my own. I want to do it by myself. I don't, like for my time and the money shifts, I don't necessarily want to invest in that. So now it's up to me. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? Yep. So I think about a couple things. How are you setting up? How are you setting yourself up for success? So for me, it was literally today, taking out my notebook, I think there's power in writing, right? When you write things down. I believe there's like an energetic, excuse me, y'all, that's my mm-hmm. paper if you hear that, but there's like an energetic Contract, right? And so I wrote down, okay, what are my top five goals for next year or for this year? And then what does it look like to achieve the goals? So I feel like getting clear on what are the next three steps I need to take to achieve the goal, I think that is super important as well. And so for me, I have some body goals. And so I'm writing down, okay, working out three days a week and stretching, meal prepping on Sundays and Wednesdays. So making it more actionable. Mm-hmm. So it's not this, this of your imagination or this you know far off thing that's not attainable I think that's important and also not being afraid to audit I think when it comes to money especially it can be so mm-hmm. scary to look at the numbers like boo let's look at audit debt what is the number because if we don't have, know the number how are we going to allocate money accordingly to pay it off like go look at the numbers go open up the envelopes go understand where do what do I owe? And just get clear on it. So you right. so it's not this ambiguous thing and it's not this big, scary monster face it head on. That's what I think is really important to just be real with yourself. And I think that also kind of goes back to the accountability, really looking in the mirror and taking a full analysis of where am I right now and where do I want to go, right?
0: Yes, I think, I do think that the writing down is important because it helps you, you know, there's a lot of folks that say they're visual learners or, and, or things help when they can't, they can actually see it right? Mm-hmm. And I think that what that does also is as you the piece that I want to add to that is write it down and put it somewhere where you see it often, right? Because it's one thing to write it down and don't do anything with it exactly because we can we can write down our goals in the in the notebook and then tuck that notebook away. Mm-hmm. and and not pull it out again for another six months. Yep. And so to me, one of the things that's important with that is to just to write it down, but then put it somewhere where you see it.
1: hmm
0: So that you're constantly revisiting it and you're saying it to yourself. So it's kind of like af- the affirmations, like, you know... I, towards the end, at some point towards the end of 23, I put affirmations back in my bathroom. And I was intentional about the affirmations that I put up mm-hmm. because I wanted those affirmations to align with being comp- compassionate towards myself, but also with the things that I'm focused on. Because again, going back to our quote of the day, Where we focus, our energy is going to flow. And so if I'm focused on those particular affirmations, because I see it written, then my energy is going to move towards making those things happen.
1: Yes. And I think it's also about faith and belief. Like if you don't believe it's going to work, it ain't going to work. And I, one of the things I've also realized, like there have been a couple really busy like jam-packed weeks that I had and I had to interact with a lot of different clients and I was I just had to be on in a certain way and that requires a lot for me energetically as an introvert who was often mistaken as an extrovert and so I did a lot of mental prep for me that was like meditating it was visualizing the success it was having those positive affirmations and then once I lived out that particular week because I sort of scripted it out in advance and set an intention for how the week was going to go it was an amazing week everything worked out amazingly there were mishaps and there were things that happened but because my perspective was already on the wavelength of everything's working out for my good this is going to be great when little mishaps happened I'm like okay you know maybe I'm running late to this maybe it was you know a car accident that I was avoiding like whatever it might be it's all about how I was sort of tuning my mind and so the one thing I also want to talk about Dom around this is like gentle accountability and so I think about You know, for me, that means if you're struggling to work out, lady, maybe that's your goal, going to sleep with your workout gear on. Like I actually I did not go to the gym this morning because I'm working on having home workouts now. But if I stand up, you can see I have on my gym shorts and my gym top because I'm gonna I'm gonna get a workout in today. It didn't happen in the morning, but I'm giving myself a backup. So if it doesn't happen at 6 a.m., okay, we'll do it at lunch or we'll do it in the afternoon. Like we'll still give ourselves grace and it doesn't have to be perfect or the way that we envisioned it, but as long as it gets done. I think also telling your friends, like I was telling, I told two friends in particular that I'm starting a cleanse on January 1st and baby, actually it was supposed to be December the 1st. And then when you tell your friends, they be asking you questions, they be following up like, Mm -hmm. oh, you start your cleanse yet? And I was like, now I have this, I don't like to look like a failure to other people. So when I tell people something, oh, I'm definitely going to do that shit. So I'm literally, my cleanse lady, we're recording this at the end of December, just FYI. So the cleanse is coming up in a couple of days and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to set myself up for success? So I need to know how many capsules am I taking each day? What are the meals I'm going to be eating throughout the cleanse? What workout routine? I'm putting it all on the calendar to hold myself accountable in various ways so that I don't Fail right, like the goal is to achieve what I set out to achieve, and so I'm putting things in place to ensure that I can do that.
0: I think that that's important. I like that the gentle accountability, right, of acknowledging that it's important to not just set the goal but to find ways to make sure that it happens. Right, you know, I think about if we go back to like the working out example. Oftentimes, when it comes to working out, like for me, I don't know about for you, lady, or anybody or anybody listening, for me, the working out oftentimes is more likely to happen if I have an appointment with a trainer or I have a class that I'm attending because, one, I don't like to be late for other people. Like, if it's means. Yeah. I'll run a few minutes behind if it's if it's me. But when it comes to I have an appointment, like other people are waiting on me, I don't like other people to be wait, left waiting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me more, that's something that makes me more accountable. And I think the thing for like for me and for a lot of us, I think the next step in that phase is getting to a point where you are accountable to yourself. Yes. Right where you're not, it's not, oh, I'm only doing this. I'm only getting up and going to this class or meeting with this trainer at 6 a.m. because they're waiting on me. It's even without the trainer, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go work out at 6 a.m. Or maybe it's not 6 a.m. because that was the only time the trainer was available. So I took that time. But like you said, I'm going to go and work out at some point in the day. And then that's how I'm holding myself accountable to myself. I'm doing it for me and not for someone else.
1: Yes, 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 Dom. Amen to all that. I do think that, and I, I'm sure you would agree, that sometimes it's helpful to bake in that accountability. Like I've been working with the trainer for, you know, over a year now. And so now I'm trying to scale back because I don't want to yeah. be dependent upon someone else. So my trainer be going on vacation. And guess who don't be working out? I'll be like, I'll, I'll be on vacation. I'll be so, mm-hmm. okay. so now I'm like, okay, now... You know, you can do it because you've done it for a year and a half and you've done it with someone else. So you can do it by yourself. I know what workouts I need to do. I know how to, I mean, I've done this before. Like I was saying, I did this before. So you can do it again. But, Don, one of the things you made me think about as well is your why. Like every goal yeah. should have an underlying why. And ideally, the why should be bigger than ourselves. I think that's really a compelling why if it's bigger than yourself or if it's something that is like a game changer in your life. For instance, for me working out, yeah, I want to look good. Yeah, I want to be, you know, a milf and a baddie and all that. But I also want to be, I want to be fit and I want to be strong when I'm in my 70s and 80s. And I know that me, developing these habits now will ensure that I'll be in a space where I can be independent and I can be mobile and I can be healthy when I'm older. I don't want to wait until I'm in my sixties and seventies to start that journey. I want to do it now. So it's a lifestyle and it's a habit that it's going to be super hard to break because I'm so accustomed to doing it. So I think leaning into your why is also super important because that can sometimes get you going on those rough days when you're like, I don't feel like doing it, you know? (laughs) <laughs> right.
0: Right. You know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right on that. And I think the thing too, is also figuring the, the with the why, making sure that your why is something that's attainable. Right. Mm-hmm. And that whatever the goals that you set is something that's realistic and attainable. Right. So if we're sticking with the working out, because I also recognize that this episode is airing at the top of the, a new year. And for a lot of folks, everybody's like, all right, you know, it's the start of a new year. New year, new moon, meaning new, new body. And so we're going to get to the gym. We're going to start working out again. Really being clear on what is the goal what and what's reasonable for you right if you have spent the last 2 months not working out at all and prior to that you were in the gym 5 days a week it is unrealistic to say that you're going to get to the gym 5 days a week when you've had 2 months of not working out mhm And what will then happen is you're going to put yourself in this cycle where you're going to get up one morning and you're going to go. You'll make it to the gym. Day two, day three, you're going to make it to the gym. But you've added that on to your regular routine and your body is like, girl, what you doing? We're not not used to this. This is team too much. We're tired. So by day four, you're skipping the gym. And then you're engaging in that that criticism and that negative self-talk. And now day five rolls around and you're like, whatever, I'm out. When really, if we step back and say, All right, let's say that maybe we decided we was going to go hardcore and do the five days a week. And day four rolls around and we're not feeling it. Well, let's give ourselves some compassion here. Let's practice self-compassion. And what that looks like is saying, you are doing great starting this workout journey again. You have done three days in a row in your first week that's a lot. Considering where you come where you've come from, it's okay to take a rest day today. Tomorrow we'll get up, it's a new day, we'll try again. And the next day we get up and we try again. And that's giving ourselves that self-compassion versus engaging in that negative self-talk. Because my guess, and from what I've seen and experienced personally, is that once we give ourselves that self-compassion, day five, we're more likely to get up and go. Versus if we don't give the self-compassion, it turns into it's going to take another two or three weeks before we can find the motivation to get back into the gym again.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess I, I think I was going to say something about navigating mental roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And I know when I think about m- the mental roadblocks, I, I think a lot of times it revolves around fear of failure, possibly fear of success, sometimes self-esteem or some type of lingering inner child, something that we're holding on to. Like, even if it doesn't have anything to do with, you don't think it has anything to do with childhood. I remember when I had a money coach and we were going over my relationship with money and you know where it was birthed. And this is stuff I never had a reason to talk about outside of this particular focus with my money coach. And I thought back to, you know, being raised in a poverty-stricken environment and never having enough and having a scarcity mindset. And so I would be saying that I want certain things, but sometimes I think there was like a lack of worthiness around it, or I didn't truly believe it deep down within. But I was saying one thing. And so I say all that to say, ladies, sometimes I think. It's important to explore like where this mental block came from. And sometimes we do need some support for that. So I am a huge advocate of getting coaches, obviously therapy, trainers. I mean, whoever is going to be able to help you sort of address those mental blocks and kind of help you create a pathway so that you can be independent and hold yourself accountable. I think that is something we should definitely look into as well, because a lot of times that mental block started long ago and it's impacting us today, right?
0: Yeah. And I think too with those, yes, with those mental roadblocks, having those folks who are there to kind of help guide you, but also recognizing, you know, I want to acknowledge that for some of us, because we are coming out, we are still in like this real harsh economy right now and the coins ain't coining like they used to. And so... I want to, you know, I want to acknowledge that for some of us, paying someone else to help us navigate these things might feel really difficult, right? And for some people, that's actually part of your ro- your mental roadblock, is believing that you don't have the finances available to you or that You, for whatever reason, aren't worthy or can't have the support people in your life who can help take you to the next level. And so I think it's twofold. One, giving yourself, really taking a look at, one... Is it that I legit don't have the finances to pay for the support person in my life? Or is it my own thinking that I can't or I'm not worthy or that's not something that I would do or that black women do or whatever, you know, whatever the negative thought is, right? If it's the case that you legit can't afford the therapist, can't afford the trainer, can't afford the coach, look online for free resources. Because there are free resources out there that can help you. And it may require more work on your end. But... There are resources out there that can help you achieve whatever the goal is that you're working towards. If you legit cannot afford to have someone else helping you out.
1: What Dom said is spot on. And I want to say something, but this is going to be for a very specific person. You know who you are. Sometimes it's not that we can't afford it. It's that the money that we could use to get support is being spent on random Amazon purchases throughout the week that are adding up over time. And I'm talking to my goddamn self right now, so don't even think I'm judging you, lady. Because I'm talking to myself. I need to get a hold of my Amazon spending. Like that's what we're doing it, okay? Because it's time hey, I see you. Over there. Yeah. it's like, girl, you have all the clothes you girl. need. You have all the shoes. You don't need anything else no, but to just get your shit in order. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. But lady, we have some reflection questions for you. And what we're going to do is we're going to read two reflection questions here. And then Dom and I are going to head on over to the after show. And we're going to continue this conversation, talk a little bit about some behind the scenes stuff. So you need to go to herspacepodcast.com and click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry or click on Patreon and you can get access to our exclusive content. Also, as a reminder, lady, this is a black founded, black owned and black funded podcast podcast. Dom and I are the owners of this platform. So help us small businesses out, lady. We appreciate you. All right. So these questions, Dom. The first question, just some reflection questions based on the conversation. The first question here is, are you consistently finding yourself stuck in the same patterns of thought or behavior? If yes, what might be triggering these repetitive cycles? And this is a great question to even dive into in therapy or with your coach or with a support. Person, because you might be able to really uncover what might really be at the crux of the mental block that you might be having.
0: I like that question. I I I like that question. I think it's important, yeah, to think about those, to overcome those mental roadblocks. And and so then I think it lets me, it gets me to the next question of how are you talking to yourself? Mm. Right. Would, and then, and we've heard this question before, right? Like, how are you talking to yourself? Would you talk to your best friend that way? Would you, would, would your best friend talk to you that way? And if that's the, if that's not the case, then let's reevaluate. Because I think also part of it is, part of getting rid of these roadblocks is enacting that self-compassion.
1: Yes, and Dom, I just want to add a little asterisk and another question under that. How are you talking to yourself, Dom said, right? Would you talk to your best friend this way? But also, how do you feel about the way you're talking to yourself, right? Because sometimes it's like, you know, I'm talking to myself this way. Would I talk to my best friend that way? Maybe you and your best friend have that type of relationship where you're talking a little crazy, but how do you feel about it afterward, right? Like when you're just with you and you and those thoughts, right? So those are all important things to think about, lady. We're going to dive into three additional questions in the after show and some behind the scenes content. So we'll catch you on the other side.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help advice self-empowerment and mental health but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider if you or someone you know is in need of mental health care please visit a therapy for black girls directory psychology today or contact your insurance provider
1: if you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going Visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. My thoughts create my reality. Today, I choose thoughts that empower and uplift me.